My name is Ryan Nixon, and it's a joy to be with y'all here tonight at Reengage. And so, different times uh, during our large group session, we'll have couples come and share their story. Sometimes we'll have some teachings. And tonight, we're going to do something a little bit different. And we're, we've asked three of our leader couples uh, to come up here. And I think between setting this up and coming in here, we had someone steal a couple chairs. So maybe we'll just have. Uh, but uh, I think guys will be good. They'll be chival- chivalrous and let the ladies grab a stool. But come on up, you guys. Uh, please welcome. We have Brett and Jan Brewster. Yeah, we can clap for them. Eric and Catherine Keaton. And then Ivan and Martha Illaramendi. Got one more stool. And so one of the things we want to do tonight is just get a chance to um, introduce some of our friends uh, to you all. And so we, we've asked them some questions ahead of time um, and just hopefully for y'all to get an insight into things that God has taught them um, just during their time in re-engage. And so kind of just starting back uh, with, with Brett, why don't y'all just share just a little about yourself, how long you've been married, kids, and then how long you've been serving in re-engage. And we'll just pass the mic down. Uh, sure. Well, uh, we're Brett and Jan Brewster. Uh, we've been married 35 years. Uh, we have two boys. They're both grown and married now. Um, we came to Watermark about four and a half years ago and got involved in Reengage right away. And uh, we uh, went through Reengage ourselves, and then we're we're uh, leading our seventh group in addition to that tonight. So, all right, um, come on. Yeah. Hi, Catherine Keaton, Eric Keaton. We'll be married uh, 20 years this summer, and we have two teenagers, 16 and 14. And we came to Watermark in 2000, so we've been here a while. And we did re-engage 2011, 12, something. And this is our fourth group. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Keaton. Uh, Martha and I, Vinny Ramendi. We uh, we actually went through the reengage program approximately three and a half, almost four years ago now, and we just dove right in right after going through the program. So we've been serving ever since. And uh, tonight, we're actually uh, graduating our third uh, closed group. So we're excited. Come on, way to go, way to go. <laughs> Well, I'm going to ask them some questions and would love for, you know, y'all as a couple, whether one of y'all wants to share or both of y'all, you know, just for a couple minutes, uh, to be able to answer these questions. And then, Brett, I think they said in the back, you can use that uh, mic on the stand. And so why don't you and Jan just pull that mic off? This one? Uh, the one closer to y'all. Okay. Easier. And then they'll take care of you in the back with uh, that mic. But so this first question is just why... Now, why do you serve in this ministry? As you're thinking about different opportunities to serve within this church, like why do you serve and re-engage? And so, Ivan and Martha, why don't you start off and we'll go down that way. I'll take this one. Okay. Well, approximately about four years ago, we, uh, we hit a really bad time uh, in our marriage. And we went through the re-engage, uh, just all of it. We went through re-engage from beginning to end. And it completely changed our lives and our marriage and we wanted to be able to be a part of that every day. Uh, we started serving at front lines, and we just said we, we want to dive right in and, and be able to be a part of all the great things that God's done in our marriage. We want to see that in other couples, and whatever way that we can um, be a part of that, we wanted to. So uh, it, it was mainly because of what we saw God do in our lives through uh, Reengage that we're here. 
Awesome. That's great. Love it. Keaton's, what about you guys? Why do you guys serve in this ministry? Uh, you know, I'd say we serve in this ministry just because we uh, enjoy. <laughs> it's just, just a metaphor for our relationship. Uh, I think we serve in this ministry because we love to uh, we love to do something together. Um, we uh, we're a couple that didn't come in to uh, reengage with some you know horror story or whatever, uh, but we. We do have the, the story of, hey, there's, there's times where we take each other for granted. There's, there's mediocrity in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And that can be just as destructive as some of the other stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So it gives us a chance to um, stay fresh in what we need to practice as a marriage. And uh, we just love doing something together. We've done other ministries before individually. And now we get to spend Wednesday nights together. We get a little, little date night out of it. So. Love it. Bruce Ruth. Um, Well, I've got a couple things here that I thought of and wrote them down so I would remember. Um, Marriage is really, really hard, but it's a gift from God to teach us how he wants us to relate to him. So it's a priority. Uh, And because divorce is so destructive to families, I was a child of divorce and basically was abandoned by my father. And because it strengthens our our marriage, and each time we lead a group, I learn new things and practice what I've learned. Excellent. Thank you, guys. You know, and as I think about just in serving this ministry, we were meeting as leaders uh, just before this. We meet every Wednesday night. Like, these leaders get here at, at 5.30. Um, they commit a lot of time to come and, and walk alongside uh, you all. And one of the things we just talked about is in serving this ministry, each one of us, even now, we, we're broken individuals um, who, who've hurt one another and continue to make poor choices, but we find we found healing and hope through Jesus. And, and we love the opportunity to walk alongside other people who are experiencing hurt, who are experiencing trials, and be able to point other people towards the healing and hope that we found in Jesus. And it's just, it's a joy to get to do that and, and that y'all would trust us with your Wednesday nights, you know, for us to, to come alongside you. And so we'll start with the Brewsters on this one. Just um, how is serving and re-engage kind of changed your own marriage and your own family? Uh, Yeah, well, I would say I would back it up a little bit, and I would say the thing that's changed our marriage is putting our trust in Christ, and um, rather than treating God as something that we add on to hopefully make life better, it was really when we put him at the center of our lives uh, that things began to change profoundly. And what it's changed, our marriage, we had gone through our toughest times before we arrived at Reengage. But what I can say is by being here regularly, uh, we really get a front row seat to see what God is doing. And we've seen amazing things. We've gotten to uh, watch him work uh, while we co-labor with him. And it's strengthened our faith tremendously. I think it's had a big impact on our children as well. Um, they're adults now, but as they've seen us sacrifice and give ourselves to what we think God would call us to do, um, it's made a big difference in that they see it being done rather than having us tell them what they should do. So I would say that's one of the really big differences for our family, and it's, it's changed the trajectory. We both came from divorce, so mm-hmm. um, our kids have profoundly been impacted by it all. That's awesome. Thanks. I think that uh, 
One more time, state the question. So just how has serving and re-engaged changed your own marriage? Well, I, he said at the end is, is kids, and that's totally, when we started doing this, our kids were young, and they went into childcare. so when we served, they were up here too. They were like, no! We're like, oh yeah, we're all in this together. And it made it great. I mean, it was hard at first, and then when they aged out, we uh, we talked to them about sacrifice, and this is this is what you have to do. We're sacrificing our evening, and so are you. And sometimes when you are in the childcare, or you're even at home, or whatever, you you've got to you're you're putting your best foot forward. They're they're looking to you, just like uh, you know our couples are looking to us. So we want you to be on your best, and so it changed a little bit of our family life, and um, that was great for us. And now that they're teenagers, we can have conversations that we would never have had in my home as a teenager about what you do when, um, you know, times are tough and you're struggling and, you know, why mommy and daddy have to be on the phone or we're going out for a meeting or we're doing this. And, and this has been really good for us. So it's changed it in that we're so much more intentional. Every conversation, uh, things like that have been, I think what's changed most about us. I love that. I mean, I've heard, uh, you know, just Todd talk about who's a senior pastor here, just you know, one of the things that, that help kids as they leave the home, not leave their faith, is they don't see their parents kind of talk about, hey, church is some, a place that we go, but church is something that we are and that we're on mission together. And they see a mom and dad who are living their lives to serve others and are living their lives for a purpose that's greater than their own plans or agendas or opportunities. Um, and they, they see that this is worth living for and, and sacrificing and dying for. And they're like, I, I want to be a part of that too. And also just the joy that, that comes with serving other people. So... I think for us it's pretty similar. I mean, we we came when we were ready to kind of just, we were living like roommates and we were ready to just live our lives separately, which was similar to some of our, you know, parents' story. And that has really changed, being able to see how God has used our own story within our own family, within our own nucleus of just even our kids. Like you said, we do have our little ones down there right now. And most of, most of the time, they're excited, but sometimes they are tired. And just being able to remind them of that, of that wanting to give for everybody else, kind of like Jesus did for us. And even just, just the transparency that we have between us, something that we never could have imagined being able to have, is just being able to be fully known. And something that we know God knows and has for us, Psalms uh, 51, 1 through 4 says that, you know, that we are fully known by our God. And being able to not just know that God knows us, but being able to know that my husband knows me fully and that we walk on forgiveness and we walk on transparency is something that has genuinely changed our relationship and has made us just grow as a married couple. Mm-hmm. You know, I know for my wife and I, as I think about just the, the four things that you know, we continue to put before you that, that change and heal a couple, which is Christ. You know, pursuing him first and foremost, drawing a circle around yourself and fixing yourself, being committed to closed doors and being committed to pursue oneness, and then being involved in community, being fully known by others. Like that continues to drive me and, and drive my wife and I um, towards a greater oneness in marriage. And that as you know, we're thinking about those four principles, even in communicating and passing it on to other people, I mean, it is a direct reminder uh, to myself and for me to ask my own self a question of, Ryan, how are you doing 
you know, in this conflict with, with my wife, you know, how am I doing in drawing the circle around myself and owning 100% of, of my issues? And how am I doing at being authentic and sharing? Because I want you to know, all of us, like, we have not cleft out of, uh, you know, making poor choices and hurting one another in marriage. Like, we still wound each other. And, and we've got to do the things that, that we're asking you to do to move towards reconciliation and healing. Um, which is great. Okay, so what are some of the things you've observed? We'll start on this end. What are some of the things you've observed, you know, in couples who get well? Like, what are some of the things you've seen in those couples that have kind of been um, just staples as, as they move towards growing in their marriage as they come through reengage? So couples in your group, participants in your group. They do their homework, right? <laughs> I think... Um, the most successful, uh, I guess the growth that we've seen in a lot of the couples going through re-engage are those couples that are fully committed mm-hmm. and they seriously prioritize uh, re-engage in their lives regardless of what may be going on. I mean, we all have life going on, right? We have work, we have kids, we have outside activities and things like that, but they prioritize it and they just make this their number one priority to just get better in their marriage um, because they see the end goal of that and what mm-hmm. that's going to do to their family and uh, how that's going to really bring up all other aspects of their life. They kind of have that vision, and they just stay committed. And you see them go through this really rocky road. Um, you know, we get to see that from an outside perspective, and is the resilience that they demonstrate throughout the program to just stay committed. And they show up week and again, uh, you know, every time. Sometimes coming in, fighting through the door, and, and you know, having arguments, but still staying in there and working through it. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to see how, even if they move from a negative one to like a two, there's growth there. And mm-hmm. it's really what we want to see in everybody, just staying committed and mm-hmm. just being able to hang in there. That's great. Cadence? Um, you know... As you said a little bit ago, draw the circle around yourself, fix everything inside the circle. And I think we hear that a lot. And I think we go, okay, yeah, I'll draw the circle around myself and I'll fix everything in it. Is that better? Uh, And I'll fix everything in it as long as my spouse does this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And so I think people who walk in and truly say the problem in my marriage is me. Mm. And... That is their focus. I think those guys do well. And, you know, I love it, too, when somebody comes in with that attitude and, uh, you know, they're, they're walking with the Lord, they're, they're, their marriage is improving. And just because they're not leading the group doesn't mean they can't shepherd somebody else in there. So when you're doing what you're supposed to do, you can be a light to somebody else mm-hmm. um, and just be so valuable. So when you show up, you can be a light. So. Excellent. Brewster's. Uh, yeah, I think what we would say, um, in addition to all that, we would obviously agree with it all, but uh, a lot of people arrive and they're not in a position yet where they feel like they can trust God. But I think what's important is the attitude that they're willing to take the first step towards that, whatever that looks like for them. So trust is a big thing. Even if they don't feel like trusting that they'll do it because they're hopefully kind of at their end of the rope and they they're going to give it over to somebody else Mm -hmm. so starting to trust god having the humility also to trust the curriculum and the process not fighting against it and then ultimately too trusting their leaders um 
you know, wherever you are, you haven't been put in the wrong group, and you haven't been put with leaders who are not capable of serving the purpose very well. And so trust in the process, and um, as you do that, then I've found your trust in God will grow. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a big factor. That's great. Guys, draw the circle around yourself. Be committed to the whole process, and then just trust this journey. And in that, trust God, and I believe he's going to amaze you at what he does in your life. And here's the thing, when two individuals are healed, um, a marriage is healed. And so, you know, you continue to do those things that they just mentioned. All right, last question for you guys. Like, what's, what's one thing uh, you would want them to know as they're coming through reengage? Well, uh, what I would say is um, that, first of all, you have to put your trust in Christ. Uh, scripture, it sounds harsh, but it's true that Scripture calls us enemies of God until we do that. We're either on one side or the other. So it starts there. Um, but then what I would say is when we put our trust in Christ, he gives us a new identity as a son or a daughter. We've been transferred from an enemy status to a member of the family. And what's key at this point is so many people think that, okay, great, I've done that, and that's what God wants from me, and now when I die, I go to heaven, and often don't think a whole lot more about it. But with that new identity actually comes a purpose, a mission. And if you look at the whole of Scripture, um, there was a mission set out in Genesis 1, and it was the fall that interrupted that mission. So our salvation is simply bringing us back into a place where we can now go forward and complete that mission. And the foundational part of that mission is healing human relationships. Mm. And so step one is your marriage, the most intimate of relationships you'll ever have. And so if you fail to take the steps uh, to heal that foundational relationship then I would submit to you, you're going to fail in the mission and the purpose of your life. Uh, Eric's going to speak too, but I just wanted to say that we get stuck too. Hmm. Um, You know how everyone gets stuck. So even the leaders get stuck in the same sin patterns. So we're, we're just right there with you. And so there's times that we're stuck and we're showing up to lead and we're right where you are. So we're, we're sinners just like you. And so we just wanted, I just wanted you to know one thing is that we're going through the curriculum as you are. We're, we're showing up each week too. And so we're sometimes that we're stuck. So we're learning from you just like you might be learning from us and we're just facilitating. So the more you can say, participate, engage, be transparent, that helps us. Mm-hmm. So they say, um, you know, if you have a relationship problem, if you have a marriage problem, you have a spiritual problem. And so, First um, uh, Timothy 4, 7 says, Dis- discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. And so, uh, my group probably is rolling their eyes right now because one of the things I've tried to hammer home is you've got to spend time with God. You've got to spend time in the Word. Um, Todd, the senior pastor here, told a story years ago that really stuck with me. And uh, he said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about going back to kindergarten. And um, I just want to tell you, when I go back to kindergarten, I'm going to rock it. I mean, I'm going to be the best student. I'm going to, um, you know, be the best sharer. The teachers are going to be amazed how I stay in the lines when I'm coloring. I'm going to know my alphabet forward and backwards. It's going to be incredible. 
And then he said, you know, you might say, well, Todd, yeah, of course, if you go back to kindergarten, I mean, you're like 55. Of course you're going to rock it. You're comparing yourself to five-year-olds. And uh, he said, so the, the difference between a five-year-old and me as a 55-year-old, not Todd as a 55-year-old, I'm much younger. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he said, the wisdom, the experience, the knowledge I've gained, that gap is so much smaller than the wisdom that I have compared to an infinite God who created this world and created me and created you. He said, he said look, if you want to rock this world, the answer is right there in that Bible. Grab it. Spend time with me. Know me. Imitate me, uh, you know, as, as Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So if you want to rock this life, it's, the answers are right there. So, um, I think for me, if, if there was one thing that I would want to share with all of you is truly from the bottom of my heart, I believe that there are no coincidences when it comes to the Lord. There are no coincidences that each and one of you are sitting here listening, not just to us today, but every single night that you're here. The fact that you've taken that step, that is not a coincidence. And even though that you might not see maybe a lot of progress in your life, I can promise you that the Lord is working in it. It might seem like it's going to take a long time, and it might not even be able to be visible after you guys finish the 16 weeks. Um, But It's been even in our life that we did finish this three and a half years ago. And as we lead, we still kind of like they were sharing. It's we're growing with you guys. There's still moments that if we revise the homework and something new comes up and we'll have a new discussion and sometimes pretty heated. And we just don't even realize that there was still so much that needs to come across. And there's still so much that the Lord is working in our own lives. So the fact that. You guys are here um, piggybacking on what you just said. You know, we learned with you guys, and we're walking with you guys. And it's such an encouragement to see every single one of you work so hard to be reminded that everything that has been done here is because of the Lord's love and grace for each and one of us. So keep at it. Work hard. And I promise, I, I can actually promise and say that if you keep at it, we have a faithful God. And he will be there even when you least expect it. Well, guys, oh, you got one? I got one. Please do. <laughs> Come on, I'm, hold your breath. Uh, you know what? I'll keep it really quick and really simple. Um, I think that a lot of the success that we had in our marriage doesn't just stem from our own efforts, but it stems from the people around us, uh, the people that surrounded us, supported us, and that uh, were really there for us during the toughest times. And I feel that that's a huge, uh, it plays a huge factor in every marriage in here. And as you know, re-engage 16 weeks, right? And it's really a launching point to the rest of your lives, right? Your rest of your marriages. So my biggest encouragement would be find a good community that you can be a part of, that you can support and that can support you mm-hmm. because re-engage doesn't end at the end of the 16 weeks. I think that's really where everything begins because that's where everything that you've been learning and putting into practice really kicks in and now you're really tested. And a lot of the times, if you're not surrounded um, by a group of community that can hold you accountable, that can love you and support you in the toughest of times, um, it could be very easy to fall back uh, and, and go back to your old habits. So just something to keep in mind that really helped us out also at the end of our journey. Love it. Love it, guys. Hey, for everyone that's in this room... Uh, tonight, like you can ask these four questions to, to your leaders. Continue to ask them. Find people who have a marriage that's worth modeling and ask them questions. What are they doing to continue to get healthy? You know, what, are they, what have they seen in other people who've gotten well? Um, what's one thing you'd want to, they'd want to tell you about? 
And one of the things I heard over and over again is just the importance of trusting God. All right, don't trust yourself, trust God. Be committed to the process and, and then continue to work on yourself, um, seeing yourself as the biggest problem, you know, not your spouse. And guys, I want you to know that I believe God's going to show up in amazing ways in your life if you entrust yourself to him. And so even though you may not be able to hold on to that trust or hope yet, um, allow us to do that for you. And we're so thankful that you trusted someone enough to come here tonight if this is your first night and that you've trusted us to continue to join us and excited to see what God's doing. Uh, let me pray and Susan's going to uh, tell us where we're heading from here. God, I thank you so much for the, the three leader couples that are on this stage and the, the many couples who are out in this room. Lord, thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you for the transformation that you've done in their life. Thank you for the transformation that you continue to do in my life. Lord, I pray that you would help us um, as leaders to continue to trust you, to be committed to this process called the Christian life, that we would continue to do the things that we started to do to get well, Lord, and that you'd help us to be faithful to those. And Lord, that you would continue to give us opportunities as people who are broken and hurt to point other people back to you, who is the healer and restorer and sustainer um, of, of our lives and all of our relationships. Lord, we love you and we're thankful for this time. Amen.